Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am super stoked to be speaking with Chris DeVecchio, health and wellness expert, as well as inventor and co-founder of Mobility Wall. And in his spare time, he also authored The 5 by 2 Method. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Roy. Yeah, this is super gonna this is gonna be exciting. So, you know, I'm excited because one, you've made media headlines before, you know, such as Good Morning America, New York Post, Men's Health, Men's Fitness, for helping one of your clients, you know, win the largest prop bet to date of over a million dollars, uh, helping him shed some seventy pounds uh in a high stakes poker bet basically with some buddies. Um, but you've also got this amazing innovation, the mobility wall. Um, that's truly a revolutionary foam roller designed to fit securely in any doorway. You know, it's basically the new way to foam roll. So let's jump back in time if we can and talk about where, where did this all start for you and what inspired you to be a health and fitness expert as well as create Mobility Wall? Yeah, so I've always been involved uh, in athletics. Uh, my, my sport growing up was hockey, went on to play Division One college hockey. So that's where a lot of my focus was dedicated as, as a kid growing up. Towards the end of my hockey career, I transitioned into competitive bodybuilding. I was inspired by my coach at the time to put on a little bit more size to play at the competitive level. And so I quickly fell in love with the idea of being able to just manipulate your body through nutrition and, and weight training. And that's what really uh, sent me on a trajectory into the health and fitness uh, field. After I graduated college, I moved back to Boston where I'm from originally. I was working there for a while and, uh, and had always secretly had a passion for, uh, for acting. And so I found my way out to L.A. And for 12 years, in 2002, I came out to L.A. from Boston and, and for 12 years was, you know, finding some work in and out of the TV and film industry. You know, I had an up and down career. Uh, not not successful by any means of my own my own accord where I wanted to get to, but along that way I was uh, I was using some of my knowledge and expertise in, in training to be able to get my body ready for different roles, and I was using it as a way to uh, facilitate uh, income in between acting jobs. So I had a training business running on the side, and uh, it just got to the point where I realized that training was uh, was going to be more of a more of a successful path for me. And I was actually finding a new way to introduce myself or into the market of working from the inside out with my program designs. It wasn't so much about coming in to get a great workout, even though that was a piece of it, but really working with people on a much deeper level to help understand and identify patterns and habits that were holding them back from being able to achieve their physical presence of what they wanted. And so so I built a business literally out of my backyard. I mean, I had nothing. I was living in a, believe this or not, 250 square foot apartment, uh, a block off the ocean in Manhattan Beach. So I had prime location, but it was certainly, uh, it was not a, a mansion by any stretch. 
and I had a little bit of space in the backyard and I requested by my landlord to be able to build a, an outdoor training facility. And I was able to prove my concept of my, my philosophy of, of training, which, you know, quickly grew quite a bit of attention because I, before I knew it, I had people roaming around the area where I live locally, you know, as walking, talking, marketing. Uh, and, and so, you know, fortunately was, was granted an opportunity to, uh, to work with some pretty unique individuals and, and before I knew it, the, the business was up and running. That's killer. So how did you evolve the business then into creating mobility wall in terms of a product that fits, you know, a need that I think all of us working from home are, are struggling with in terms of needing more foam rollers in our lives? Yeah, recovery work has always been top priority for all of my training programs uh, when I work with clients. And so, you know, it was just painful for years to watch people struggle on the ground uh, with foam rollers, not primarily not being able to hold their own body weight up. You know, it's really, if you've ever been on a foam roller before, you, you know that it's, it can be difficult to, uh, to navigate and manage on the ground. And in a lot of cases as well, it's, it's difficult to get certain body parts in areas of your upper body that you can't even hit. So it, it has a lot of limitations, you know, with the, with the traditional sense of foam rolling. And so aside from just watching, you know, clients struggle with it for many, many years, which inhibited their ability to build this as a habit, which is what I ultimately want with my clients. You know, my mother, my 70 year old mother uh, had back surgery uh, a few years back and she was instructed by her doctor, you know, to follow a, a pretty strict foam rolling regimen, which she didn't like because it was difficult and challenging to get down on the ground and she couldn't hold her own body weight up with her shoulders and her arms. And so, you know, I knew that there was a need for this type of solution and there's certainly a much better, more efficient way and effective way to, to massage and foam roll your body so that you can increase and enhance uh, mobility, range of motion, recovery. And for years, I've been putting foam rollers and, and balls against the wall and just finding anything that I can to kind of dig into the areas that the foam roller can't get to and uh, be able to do it more efficiently. And so that's really what kicked off this concept that there needed to be some sort of vertical solution. And I knew that I, I had the ability to, to come up with the designs so that I was already starting to work out in my head. Yeah. So let's jump into that piece, because I think that's where a lot of these entrepreneurs are overthinking things, right? They're just like, how do I even get started? Right. And obviously it takes the knowledge of there's a need for this product. And then let's start designing what it would look like. After that, talk about your process in terms of the materials or how it's going to be built or finding a factory, like in order to bring this product to market. Yeah. So, you know, I, to kick it off, I first had to start kind of thinking about it from the standpoint as a as a client or someone like my mother, you know, um, I, it was while I have the expertise and knowledge of how to get into the body and how to how to effectively create a design that could be impactful. I also had to think about how do everyday civilians, you know, look at a foam roller and how do I make this usable in a sense where they're still not going to struggle with it. So I was trying to find ways to work around that. But, you know, right away, I knew that there was a, a way to develop this where it would be uh, easy for people to use. It would be minimally invasive in people's homes, in their, in their structures, right? I didn't want to create something that was going to be nailed or screwed to a wall. I wanted something that was lightweight, easy to use, stores, stores simply somewhere. And so our very first concept design was built by a close friend of mine here who's just a, a, a great handyman, but, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of engineering experience. And so we built the very first design that was made to hang on the back of a door. 
and it was it had a rail system that and a pin locking system where the foam roller could move up and down and change at different heights, just like a cable machine at the gym. And we made the the uh, the foam roller was interchangeable with different deep tissue massage attachments. So you could take the foam roller off and put on a a ball or a fork or or a, a bullet shaped trigger point. But they all move vertically up and down on that rail system. And so the first design, while it was you know it, it wasn't anything to to uh, to bat an eye at in terms of aesthetics, it, it functioned incredibly well. And still to this day, I have it sitting in my garage. But very quickly, we uh, we were able to find an engineer uh, through a platform called Upworks. This guy lived in Colorado. We've never met him before in our lives, but we were impressed with his resume. We actually got in touch with him and flew him out to L.A. on a whim and uh, picked him up at the airport, brought him to my house. And he sat in the living room with myself, my partner, my wife. And we we iterated on the original design for you know eight hours or so, just trying to come up with different concepts and ways that we could reduce reduce material because cost of goods was something that was obviously important to us on our side. The ways that we can strip it down to make it lightweight. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that it was intuitive and that it was functional for all the different areas of the body that we were really developing and designing this for. So he, we sent him back to Colorado and within a week, this guy had manufactured out of steel a, a, a version two and packaged it up and shipped it out to us. And, you know, here we are on our way. And we thought for sure this was going to be the one. It's refined. It looks much nicer. It's, it functions and moves better. But, you know, our, our cost of goods was certainly still a concern for us. And we just felt like potentially against the door, there were still some limitations. And, and uh, not everybody would, would want to hang this on their door. And so we got to work with a, uh, another team member uh, and interest, got introduced to a manufacturer who uh, has really been a huge, huge part to the development of this, this product. And we realized that building this onto a bar, a high tension rod rail system that could go in between the doorway would give us our best bang for our buck. It would reduce the weight, it, it, you know, aesthetically, the perceived value on this product. I mean, we spent a lot of time on the engineering and the details of this product. And, uh, you know, we're really focusing on trying to build this as a brand because we have a lot of ideas around mobility that we're going to, we're going to continue to introduce to our consumers. But there was a lot of thought that went into it from the material, like making sure that it was lightweight, making sure it was durable and can withstand the test of time. We don't want this product degrading after, you know, 100, 200 uses and making sure that we have the right durometer, which is the density of the foam rollers. So we, we, we've spent a significant amount of time in the testing phase uh, and, and, the, and, you know, whether some of our science specialists to make sure that we have developed a product that across the board universally will, will create the solution for, for almost anybody from teenagers to professional athletes, to the stay at home moms, to, you know, just busy executives. This product really covers a large spectrum of users. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. You had mentioned a little earlier in the, in the conversation in terms of, you know, building the brand and, Usually it comes up to be, how did you decide that Kickstarter was the right way to introduce your brand, your idea, your concept to the consumer world out there and then build off potentially multiple SKUs thereafter? So talk a little bit about how you got introduced to Kickstarter and why you chose that as a means to launch this innovation with. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been around the Kickstarter community for a while. I follow a lot of fitness products. Uh, Monkey Bars was was one product in particular that I was really attracted to and, uh, you know, followed their path to success. They've been very successful launching several other products behind the first version that they came out with. 
And I just thought it was such a great way to get market validation. And with this product, you know, even though we have a tremendous amount of confidence in the fact that we're first to market with this combined solution of vertical foam rolling and, and deep tissue massage, you know, we, we thought that Kickstarter would be a great way to introduce the product to also get market validation and, and reach a large audience very quickly. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a killer spot for all of the early adopters out there looking for the next great fitness product or health and wellness product. So this one's definitely going to be received well for sure when this campaign launches on September 1st. Yeah, we're excited. So let's talk a little bit about the marketing side, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of this thing in terms of prep work leading up to the launch that's going to be here, you know, very quickly. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of that prep work that you guys have been doing uh, in terms of leading up to the launch. Yeah, it's been a real learning experience. I got to tell you, you know, I feel intuitively our team in general has a pretty strong sense of marketing, but but when it comes to developing a, an actual campaign and, and getting up on these platforms with Kickstarter, it's definitely not our strength. So we've had to lean in with Inventus to really help us along the way and educate us along the way. And we've been learning pretty quickly. We've been spending a lot of our time focusing on building assets. We recognize, you know, from previous companies like uh, Oyo, you know, the importance of of having really strong assets that help deliver the message to the consumers about what the product is, what the pro what the problem is that your product solves, and, and just making sure that it's also educating how to properly use this product. It's been a real focus of ours. So connecting with production companies that are really great at video production and photography. You know, we've also been launching uh, test ads to to build lead lists along the way to, to make sure that we have a long line outside the front door on day one, uh, September 1st of our launch, which has been something that we've really had to educate ourselves on. It's also given us a little bit of space to, to, to go back with our manufacturers during this time and really fine tune some of the small details. You know, we, we, are continuously thinking about this product and really trying to think 10 steps ahead about making sure there are very few points of failure, making sure that all of the details are, are where we want them to be. And, uh, you know, making sure that our distribution channels are in place to, to deliver the product successfully and without any, without any problems or issues. So we're really trying to cover all of our bases and do our diligence ahead of time, knowing that, you know, coming up with the idea of a product is, is the first step, but, making sure that it's successful from launch all the way to delivery of product to the backers uh, and, and then customers beyond Kickstarter is, is, is really, really important. And, you know, customer service and customer attention and focus is going to be a real top priority for us. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on in the back end, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Chris, this has been awesome. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions. I know you're good to go. So let you ready to rock. Let's do it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? My grandfather actually was an inventor. And while he never launched a product successfully, <laughs> he, he would spend several Thanksgivings and holidays introducing new products to the family. And, and I always found it extremely fascinating. And, uh, you know, I think the rest of my family was like, okay, you know, another product. Sure, sure, sure. Next. But I would always find myself leaning into his inventions and just the fact that he was so creative and brave to to take these types of risks. And uh, in fact, at one point before he passed away uh, several years ago, he had asked me to, to, to try and help get a patent for one of his designs. And uh, I was unsuccessful, unfortunately. But, um, you know, it, this is in some ways an ode to my grandfather taking this 
down the line and, and making this product and company a huge success. Oh, that's great, man. So if you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to have a workout with? You know, Elon Musk, uh, not to, I don't want to sound too cliche because he's certainly a modern hero in the entrepreneurial wheel, uh, world, but you know, he's has such a blend of imagination and absence of self doubt. It's something I really admire. You know, I, I think on a, I'm not going to put myself on the platform with Elon Musk, but I think I have some similar traits in that sense where when I've had an idea, you know, mobility wall is not my first idea concept. I've had a couple other products that didn't, didn't quite make it, but when I've had an idea, I've just never once even allowed a bit of self-doubt to even come to my mind. It's just everything seems possible. And so I think with Elon, you know, the same way, it just seems like there, there is no boundaries to, to his imagination and, and possibilities of creation. I just, and I'd love to spend some time with him and, and see if maybe underneath all of that, if there's a few stories that he'd share about uh, some times where he did have some self-doubt or some, some of the failures that didn't really make it. What do you think Elon's favorite workout is? <laughs> uh, probably the Oyo because he's uh, fascinated with space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Solid. Uh, who's your favorite athlete? Oh, man. You know, I don't know. That's a tough question. I, if I had to really pick one, I, I, I guess I would probably put Wayne Gretzky up there. Um, what about Bobby Orr? Come on, man. Yeah, You're a yeah. Boston guy. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Orr's up there as well. I actually ruined uh, – my dad's a sports memorabilia collector, and unfortunately, I ruined one of his greatest assets. I, I got a, a hockey stick signed by Bobby Orr, when I was, a small hockey stick, when I was seven years old. And – the ink started to run out on his pen. So when we got home, I tried to trace over his autograph. <laughs> I was seven at the time. I had no idea of the value of uh, sports memorabilia. But now my father is is big time into collectibles. And we look back at that day and he thinks that I probably took quite a bit of money out of his pocket with that one. Well, it's the memory that counts now, right? Right. Uh, any business books or life books you'd recommend to our listeners? Yeah, um, uh, I consume quite a bit. You know, Grit is a book that I really enjoy. It's something that I, I, I kind of use as a, as a fundamental foundational word for myself and for our team, for even for the Mobility Wall team. You know, they, they define grit as a, a special blend of passion and persistence in the inside of that book, you know, where, you know, myself and our team, we're just, we're so solution focused as opposed to allowing ourselves to get stuck in the quicksand of, of problems and issues. And I think that that's really important as an entrepreneur to, uh, to be able to keep trudging forward no matter what roadblocks and obstacles you come across. Absolutely. All right, Chris, last question. I know you haven't run the campaign yet, but you've said you're deep in the Kickstarter world. So interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? You know, I think it, crowdfunding is only going to continue to keep getting bigger and gain more and more popularity. It already seems to have that, that stigma, um, which is great. But what I think is fun about crowdfunding is that it's a, it's a way for, for people and backers to, to feel like they're part of a startup and really get involved with, with very little risk. You know, not everybody has, has the resources and the capital and to be able to, to just invest in an idea and a concept. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of people out there who have creative ideas, but just don't either have the, uh, the resources or the means to, to take a product to market. And so crowdfunding, I think, gives people the platform like ourselves to develop a product and, and get it to market quickly with market validation. But at the same time for, for backers, it's, it's a fun way for them to feel like they're getting involved in supporting a company and, and, you know, being part of the process of growth and development. 
Awesome. Well, Chris, this is your opportunity to tell our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go and why they should check you out. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, movement is life. And uh, inherently, people who do not move well, don't feel well. And so, you know, being able to create uh, this revolutionary solution, uh, you know, to make this process much easier for people to build soft tissue work and foam rolling as a habit so that they can improve the way they move in their lifestyles uh, is so important to us. And so we're really excited to, to bring this solution to the market so that we can watch people uh, break through some of the plateaus and some of the barriers and, of, of pain and injury and also uh, increase you know, physical performance in whatever sport they might be going after uh, and, and rehabilitate their bodies through any types of injuries or, or surgeries that they might be suffering from. So, so we're really excited. We think we're going to be doing something really positive in the world in terms of helping people. September 1st, next Tuesday is our launch. Uh, that, that day can't come fast enough. Uh, we've been, you know, chomping at the bit, waiting to get out and uh, and introduce this product. So we hope that everybody will come support us on September 1st. There's lots of opportunities to take advantage of early bird specials. This product will not be uh, will not be easily accessible, I believe, moving forward in the future because we're co we feel comfortable that people are going to be really excited and and grabbing grabbing their mobility wall. And also, too, you can check us out on our social media platforms. We're, we're uh, really involved with putting up lots of content, not just to display the product, but also to educate people on the importance and the value of why foam rolling and soft tissue work uh, is important and, and can really help, help your, your body in the long run uh, in creating sustainability of, of how you move. And uh, that's it. I mean, we're just, you know, keep an eye out for us. I'm, 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 hopefully, you're going to be seeing us around quite a bit. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Chris DeVecchio. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign once it goes live and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it, and of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.